everyone. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday. It is August 20th. It's 2021. And we have 14 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, what's happening, my friend? Not much. Just another day doing decent DFS. You know, life's good. That's good. It's always a good thing. Yeah. All right, we have a lot to talk about today. 14 games, it's a Friday, and um, I mean, let's just jump right in. Let's just get into it. Like, no dilly-dallying around. I don't like to dilly-dally. Yeah, you do. I've hung out with you plenty of times. You dilly-dally all the time. My my favorite skiing run was dilly-dally alley in (laughs) Bend, Oregon. Fun story. Grew up. Grew up there, and I used to go down Dilly Dally Alley all the time, just, you know, going through that half pipe and not knowing what I was doing and then breaking my arm. Fun stuff. See, we Dilly Dallied anyway. So, <laughs> all right. So we started off here. Atlanta at Baltimore. This game opened at 9.5. It's up to 10.5. It jumped up there really quick. Uh, Baltimore, I mean, uh, Atlanta, big favorite here at uh, plus 230. Max Fried, Keegan Aiken, any interest here in Max Fried? I mean, a little bit. I have to wait and see where his ownership goes, but he's playing in a tough ballpark, playing over in Baltimore. Not terrible weather, but, like, Baltimore is, I think, top 10 team versus left-handed pitching in WOBA, WRC+, plus, top 10 strikeouts. So even though he has pretty decent numbers on the season, solid 25% K rate, sitting under or right around a 3.5 XFIP, like he's a solid overall play and 8.6K is not the worst price tag in the world. I just kind of want to wait and see where ownership goes. I don't generally like streaming pitchers going up against or lefties going up against Baltimore. And he has come into this in good form, putting up over 20 in each of his last four. But I I, I don't know. I kind of want to wait and see where ownership is. If he's going to be chalk, which I could potentially see him being, I'll probably stay away. But overall, he grades out as an all right play here. I mean, overall... Just looking at Baltimore in general, I mean, they have good power numbers, good woman numbers, like you mentioned, but they do strike out a lot. I mean, there's a lot of strikeouts here. Santander, Mountcastle, uh, Severino, Mateo. Like, there's a lot of strikeouts in this lineup. So, I think Freed's okay. He's not a huge strikeout guy anyway. Um, So, I'm with you. I kind of want to see what ownership looks like. It's a big slate. We have plenty of pitching options on this slate. We're going to talk about a bunch of pitchers. So, um, any interest here in Keegan Aiken on the other side? Absolutely not. Uh, Atlanta crushes lefties, so and Aiken's really not great. Probably not going to go up more than 80, 85 pitches, so no, no interest in him at all. Yeah, I mean, Aiken in general, this is a guy that really struggles with righties. Um, you know, 399 Woba, 209 ISO, less than 17% K rate against righties this season, so I'm out on Keegan Aiken, and um, I don't mind the righties here. You know, you got Riley, who's super expensive. Duvall at 4.6, Soler at 4.6. Um, I kind of like those guys. Travis Darno is back. Um, I don't mind some of the right-handed bats here. I mean, I love all of them, like Riley, Soler, Albies, Swanson, Duvall, Darno. Like, I love all of them. The problem is their price tags. And I mean, most of them are sitting up over 5K. It's all about what will you be able to fit in here. So if the pitching works out the way I think it's going to, and you have a chance to play some slightly cheaper or find a secondary stack that's pretty cheap, then I really like these guys. All of them stand out as solid one off. Solaire and Duvall are probably the cheapest, but I'm not going to argue with that. Like, Albies has fantastic numbers this season versus lefties. And you don't even have to go off platoon splits that much because Freeman and Jock Jams are probably priced where they should be. And Aiken's probably not going to go over four innings. That bullpen behind him is bad. It's a good ballpark. Like everything kind of grades out to Atlanta being one of the top stacks on the entire slate. And it makes sense considering they have a 6.4 implied team total. So it all depends on where ownership or not where ownership, where salary kind of ends up getting in the way. But if salary was not an option, I'd stack them everywhere. With salary being what it is, if I can get the cheap pitching that I want to, then it kind of makes sense to stack up Atlanta everywhere. All right. What are your thoughts here on the Baltimore bets? I mean, I'm probably staying away. Freed has been solid so far this year. I do like targeting Baltimore going up against a lefty, but he's just a solid enough pitcher. Doesn't give up a ton of bombs, like not an overwhelming strikeout pitcher, but still better than average by a slight margin and just isn't going to give up a ton of power. So while I do generally like targeting them and the price tags of Santander of Montcastle, 
both solid. And then Mancini and Mullins, both pretty good overall hitters, even though they're priced accordingly. I just don't think I can end up getting there. All right, we move on. We got Minnesota at New York taking on the Yankees, 10 and a half total in this one. Yankees, a 225 favorite. We got Barnes, Charlie Barnes, not Corbin Burns. Um, and Cortez, any interest here in Charlie Barnes? Nah, he got to get crushed. He's like, nah, man, I'm out. I'm with you. Um, no interest for me as far as um, Barnes is concerned. Any interest here in Cortez on the other side? I mean, he's not a terrible placing at 7.7K. Like, it's not the worst day in the world. This guy is an above-average strikeout pitcher. He's coming off a pretty decent outing going up against the White Sox. The twins are really not the greatest lineup in the world, and depending on who they end up throwing in there, I mean, they can kind of do a little bit different things. Arias and uh, Studio kind of throw things off pretty drastically because they're low strikeout guys. So I generally don't target pitchers going up against them when both those guys are in the lineup. But if only one of them is in there, looking like probably Arias is going to be the guy in there, then I have no problem playing him here. I mean, 7.7K is not bad. Bullpen might come in early, but he got up to 98 pitches in his last outing, 26% K rate on the season. Pretty solid overall pitcher where if I'm trying to spin down, I know it's not a great ballpark and it's not great pitching weather, but it's still an overall good spot considering he has pretty good win equity sitting at a minus 227 favorite, and he can get the strikeouts depending on what line of thing they're rolling out. Yeah, I mean, the thing here with um, Nestor Cortez is – just the fact that like he's pitched over five innings in four straight games and the Minnesota lineup is not as good as it once was this season. There's a lot of strikeouts in this lineup. So definitely want to see what lineup we get. Like I'm with you on that as far as the twins is concerned. Um, But I mean, if he gets these lefties in there, I think you have to have some interest in Cortez. Um, Any interest in the Minnesota bats here? Not really. I mean, Donaldson and Polancos both sitting at 3.5K are solid overall plays. Again, looking for high price uh, stacks to pair with lower price stacks. The lower price stack that kind of seems like an all right one is the Twins. I mean, Donaldson is still perpetually underpriced considering what he is. And Polanco's not a bad one. You can always throw in Garver there. The catcher position makes it a pretty easy stack. So no, even though Cortez is an above average strikeout pitcher he still can give up some bombs and he's due for some home run to fly ball variants going up against righties so any of those three guys are all fine they're all priced a little bit too low but outside of that i mean you're just basically grasping at straws and playing the low on guys or the low price guys rather all right um yankees bats um any interest in the yankees here play them all play 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 all of them i mean Barnes probably isn't going to go too late in the game. He's been fairly efficient so far this season when he's actually been out there. He's not going to go over 80 pitches, but he's still gotten over four innings in each of his last four starts. I know that he's not a guy that is going to pitch deep into games, but he is a guy that is generally going to just kind of roll through the lineup, pitch a little bit to contact, isn't going to strike out a ton of guys sitting around a, what, 18%, 12%. Oh, uh, yeah, 12% uh, rate on the season. So the ball's going to be put in play, and all these b- bats know how to hit the ball hard. So anyone all the way up and down, I'm entirely fine with. His splits have been kind of neutral and just grades out as a below-average pitcher. But the bullpen behind him is just bad, so I'm not going to pay too much attention to handedness. Gallo's sitting there at 4.4K. That's too low of a price tag. Rizzo still perpetually underpricing at 3.6K. Void, if he potentially gets the leadoff spot again, I doubt he will. But if he does, 3.6K. And then all the big bats are still a little bit underpriced, Judge and Stanton and Sanchez. So I'll play pretty much anyone in this lineup, and it makes sense. They have a six-and-a-half total. Like, they're probably going to get some bombs here. All right, we got Detroit at Toronto, nine-and-a-half total in this one, and uh, Toronto Blue Jays a 250 favorite here. Alexander against uh, Robbie Ray. Any interest here in Tyler Alexander? No, just no. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I definitely uh, with you on this one. This lineup is very good. A um, lot of lot of right-handed bats in this lineup, and I mean, we look at Alexander's numbers on the season. He's really struggled with righties. A lot of fly balls. A lot of hard contact. Low strikeout rate. Um, so, Toronto, I think, is one of the top stacks, and we'll get to that in a second. Um, any interest here in Robbie Ray at ninety-nine hundred going up against Detroit? 
Yeah, I mean, his walk problems have come back a little bit over the last few games, but he's had some tough matchups over the last five. He's played Boston three times, and so I think if you're a game log watcher, probably not the best thing to do. He still put up over 20 points in three of his last five, even though he played Boston three of those times. He's a solid overall pitcher. He's been solid all season long, above average K rate stuff. And he's going up against a Detroit team that wall better than they were earlier on in the season. They're still not a great Mac or they're not a great hitting team. They still strike out an above average clip. Like I think Ray is probably one of the top spend ups on this entire slate. Maybe not the top one. There's one other guy that I'm looking at quite a bit, um, but he's still a guy that you can definitely throw in the tournament mix. I'm mix. I'm going to try and, look at where three of the top four guys end up in terms of ownership. And that'll kind of dictate where I end up going, but he's right there with sale McCullers and Bueller. Yeah. I mean, I think he's definitely in play. There's a lot of strikeouts in this Detroit lineup um, against left-handed pitching. I think the lineup that they rolled out um, against Quintana yesterday was, I think what seven or six or seven batters had strikeout rates over 20%. Uh, against left-handed pitching so i mean there's plenty of upside here for robbie ray like you said he's had some tough matchups here uh detroit bats anything standing out to you here no yeah i'm with you on that i'm gonna pass on these guys uh toronto i think they're a top stack today um i think it's very quietly that marcus Simeon has 29 home runs on the season um i mean this time this lineup just up top to bottom um is very stackable in this spot yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's pretty much what Toronto is almost every single day, but they're going up against Alexander. Alexander's really not a great pitcher. Pretty much splits neutral, even though he's had better numbers overall going up against lefties. Most of his underlying numbers are pretty similar going up versus lefties and righties. So I'll play either side of the plate, but the righties in this lineup, I mean, Simeon, Bichette, Vlad, Hernandez, all incredible hitters. And then you can always round out your stack in any which way you want with the rest of the guys in this lineup. Cause pretty much all of them are solid overall hitters or they are very cheap. So like Toronto blue Jays stack right up there with the Braves right up there with the Yankees is one of the top stacks on the entire slate. So I, I don't have a favorite bat, literally any of them go ahead and throw them in there. They're all solid point per dollar plays. All right, Miami at Cincinnati. This game currently sitting at an eight and a half total, and the Reds are a 200 favorite. Hernandez against Sonny Gray. Um, any interest here in Hernandez? Not at this price tag, not going up against the Reds. Reds are a good hitting team. Hernandez, obviously, we didn't have a huge sample size of him in 2020. He did pitch well during that span, and this season, not a huge sample size either. He's pitched all right. A guy in the majors is probably going to grade out as about a slightly below average overall pitcher, but not bad by any means. Can still strike out some guys, but the Reds are a solid overall lineup. I'm going to fade Hernandez at an 8.3 K price tag. Yeah, it's more price ballpark downgrade going from Miami to Cincinnati. Um, I'm with you on this. I just I think the matchup's tough and I think the price is too high. And I mean, this guy throws a lot of strikes and there's a lot of contact hitters in this Cincinnati lineup. So, I mean, I think the ball is going to be put in play a lot. So even if he does have a good outing, I don't think he has the ceiling to pay off $8,300 price tag on a 14 game slate. Uh, Sonny Gray on the other side, I think he is one of the top pitchers on the slate, 8,400. I talked about Luis Castillo yesterday. He had a phenomenal game. The Miami lineup is just really weak. I mean, Marte's gone. And I mean, it's, it's really jazz and Jesus Aguilar. That's really it. Um, so Sonny Gray, who has a 28 and a half percent K rate on the season. I, I think this is a great spot for him. Yeah, absolutely. He's probably grading out as the top point per dollar play on the entire slate at pitching position. I know he's been a little bit wild recently. He's not going terribly late into games, but this Miami team does not know how to work count does not have almost any bats that know how to get a walk and their strikeout rate and the overall quality of the hitters in the lineup is just bad. Yes, they're playing in a pretty decent ballpark, but I was right there with you on Castillo today, as a lot of people were. It's just a solid overall spot going up against Miami, and I've been streaming pitchers. I've been hitting the over on K-props going up against Miami. They're just not really a great overall team, and you can pretty much stream against them almost every single day. I don't like the fact that it's 85, and I don't like the fact that it's being played in Cincinnati. If Gray gets up to like 55 60% ownership, which I doubt he will on this slate, 
and I'll consider fading him. But other than that, he's just the best overall play on the slate at the pitching position. All right. Uh, bats in this game. I got nothing on Miami. I mean, Aguilar or Chisholm, both of them are solid one-offs. They both have power and they're playing in a power friendly ballpark, but I'm probably staying away from them entirely. Now on the other side of the reds, I mean, I think they're interesting here. Um, like I said, Hernandez is going to throw a lot of strikes. Don't know if I'd full five-man stack them, Grant, but, I mean, Vado is just – he's crushing the ball um, right now. Moustakis is really cheap on FanDuel unless they uh, finally priced him up, but I think the Reds are very in play here. Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not against them. I'm not fully for them. They have a five total. I think they'll draw enough ownership to merit me not playing them. I mean, Naquin is always underpriced at four point or 2.3K over on DraftKings. Castellanos always a solid overall bat, but Hernandez is probably going to be about an average pitcher. And if they end up drawing some ownership, I'm just probably out. Votto I'll always play as one. Votto I'll always play this season just because he's been on an absolute tear. I don't care that he's 5.1K and taking up a first base position, but he's just a good overall bat. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to stack him anywhere. It's probably just going to be mostly one offs me and Naquin for the price savings. All right. Um, Moving on. We got Texas at Boston, right? Yeah, that's next. Texas at Boston. This game at an eight. It opened at eight. It's up to nine in a lot of books. Um, Red Sox, a huge favorite, like 300. Um, We got Dunning against Chris Sale. Any interest here in Dunning? Yeah, that's going to go max 80 pitches going up against one of the best hitting teams in the league now, even though he's super cheap. I would understand playing him just because he's a solid overall pitcher, but no real interest on my part for him. And then Sale on the other side, I mean, he came out and he threw 89 pitches last time out. I think that's probably right around what we'll see. 9,700 going up against Texas. Are we taking shots on him here and hoping that like they extend him a little bit more? I mean, they're still right like they're on the edge of playoff contention right now. I think the Yankees just passed them. I still think the A's are past them in terms of playoff contention. So I'm not going to be surprised if they get him up to 95 or even 100. I know he's coming back from that, but I think he has extended him out. Down in the minors, he's a very good overall pitcher, as we all know. Still the swing strike rate, the K rate, very much there. Going up against an absolutely horrible Rangers team. Yeah, he's the top pitching option on the slate in terms of raw points, I think just because of his strikeout upside going up against this terrible team, even though it's in a solid hitting ballpark. I don't care. I'm going to be playing a lot of Chris Sale. Yeah, it's hard not to – it's really hard not to play him here. The matchup is just so good um, that it's just – I mean, I think you got to take shots um, and just hope that he throws a little bit deeper. Um, but, I mean, just the strikeouts here. There's so many strikeouts. There's very little power. Sale should dominate this. This should be like, you know, him coming out and throwing really strong. And they they were crushing in that game, too, um, against Baltimore. So, I mean, that could be one of the reasons that he didn't see a sixth inning either. So, um, I think they just wanted to get him to win. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, I got nothing on the Texas bats. I mean, yeah. all these guys. are Just skip them. Yep. Um, I mean, on the Red Sox side of things – you know, when we're looking at Dane Dunning's numbers on the season, he's not a terrible pitcher. He gives up a lot of hard contact. So I'd be targeting like power home run upside type of guys. Like I like Schwarber's price at 4,300. I mean, you could always play uh, Devers or Xander or JD Martinez, but um, I, I really think Schwarber stands out the most here at 4,300. Yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. I don't. Schwarber is probably the top option, but really nothing that stands out too much. I mean, they're one of the teams over here with a massive implied total sitting at almost six. It's being played over in Fenway, but Dunning's a solid overall pitcher. I know the Red Sox have been very good this season, and they're hitting the ball fantastically recently. And they have pretty solid lineup all the way up and down. But the price tags on these guys, unless they're going to come in at no ownership, I'm probably just going to stay off them. I'd rather go with a team like the Yankees or like the Braves over them in terms of like high totals. If we're just going off straight up Vegas odds, they should have close to the same ownership. And I wouldn't be surprised if they do, but Dunning, I believe is just a good overall pitcher. He's probably only going to go five innings, but 
five innings versus Dunning is not something I really want to target. All right, um, White Sox at Tampa taking on the Rays. Giolito against uh, Michael Walker in this one. Nine total, uh, the Rays, or actually the White Sox are a slight favorite. It's kind of back and forth, but the White Sox are a slight, it looks like 120 favorite here. Um, thoughts on Lucas Giolito? Yeah, no, I've seen the White Sox as low as minus 110 favorites at some of the places. And I think there's just a bad line. I would drastically prefer the White Sox over the Rays. And G. Leo, he's fine in this spot. Like, he's definitely a much better pitcher than Waka. But it's term, in terms of guys up near the top, G. Leo's pretty, pretty up and down in terms of pitching. Like, we've seen multiple spots over the last 10 games where he's ended up with over 30. We've seen multiple spots where he's ended up in single digits or negative. So he's real inconsistent. Tampa Bay, while a decent strikeout team, isn't the same that they were earlier on the season. And they've got some solid bats here. So unless Giolito is going to be entirely overlooked on this slate, I'm probably not playing him. Yeah, I mean, it really just comes down to ownership. If he's going to be like a 5% owned guy on a 14-game slate, I mean, it's a game in Tampa. The ballpark upgrade is, is worth it enough. But, I mean, I'm not going to actively – Go out of my way to play him here. Um, Michael Waka, he's been really struggling lately. Um, I don't think I could play him here. No interest at all. 7.6K, too high of a price tag. He's been bad recently. He'll never go too late into game. While his pitch count may get up over 90, realistically, they're going to cut him off after about five innings every single time. So no interest in him, especially considering how bad he's been. And this White Sox team, now they're a little healthy. They're a solid overall hitting team. Yeah, they're definitely getting healthy. And um, White Sox bats. I mean, I don't want to go out of my way to stack the White Sox here, but I mean, I think they're okay. It's just they're not my favorite. Yeah, if they were in a better ballpark, park, it would be a little bit different. Waka has been terrible lately, so I'm not going to argue with the stack. I mean, he's given up six runs on average over his last three games. A lot of that's batted. Um, he hasn't really been walking a ton of guys. He's given up a few bombs, but that's mostly ballpark. Over in Tampa, it's just not really worth it. I could see playing Moncada. I could see playing Robert. I could see playing Vaughn. I could see paying up for any of these guys. I could see full stacking it, but not really something I want to do strictly because of the ballpark. Even though Walk has not been great lately, there's a decent bullpen sitting behind him, so I'm just out on the White Sox. Um, and then Tampa, I mean, it's Giolito. I think this is you're going to find better spots in the slate. Yeah, big field tournaments, like with high top heavy payouts, like with 300k with 100k up top. I could see doing a raise stack. Giolito has been very hit or miss, so could always bring his bad stuff in this lineup's very good, not cheap, and could put up 10 runs versus pretty much anyone. So in a 100k or 100k up top tournament, I could see playing them, but. And anything smaller or anything not top heavy, just don't even bother. Um, yeah. Moving on. We got the Angels and the Indians facing off here. This game, um, nine and a half total, and it's really close to a pick'em game. So we're just gonna call it a pick'em game. Baria against Henches. Um, any interest here in Jaime Baria? No, no, well below average. Strikeout pitcher gets a little wild versus righties, a below average pitcher by a decent margin. No. Yeah, this is a this is a pass for me too. Like you said, not a huge strikeout guy. Um, I mean, I don't see myself using him. And I mean, this dude has an eleven percent K rate on the season. A lot of contact gonna be made here. Henches on the other side. Probably not gonna play. He's not gonna pitch deep enough, right? Like this is a dude that is they're probably going to use a lot of bullpen here. Yeah, no interest in him at all. He's priced at 7.5K. It's not worth it for an average to below average K rate guy that's only going to go 70 pitches. Um, Let's talk bats here. Any interest in the Angels? Otani, Upton, super cheap at 2.7K. Hedges is not really great, and the bullpen behind him isn't fantastic. Like, 
those are the main guys. And then if you want to throw in Walsh, I mean, I don't really want to use lefties against him, but Hedges in his short sample size this season has shown a little bit of reverse splits. So I won't, I'm not against playing Walsh, but it's pretty much the same thing with the Angels every single day. Those three guys, and then if you want to throw in Stassi or Adele at their cheaper price tags or getting that catcher spot out of the way, then I don't mind it. But overall, I think I prefer the Cleveland side of things. Yeah, I mean, the Cleveland Indians are interesting here. Fran Mill, Jose Ramirez. Um, don't know. I don't think a lot of people will full stack them, right? People rarely do. And I mean, I get that you're worried about some guys getting pitch hit for, and I get the fact that there's only two real bats there, three if you include Rosario. But I mean, Reyes and Ramirez are both very good overall bats. I mean, taking a five-man stack and getting some cheap bats so you can pay it for pitching to go along with those high-priced bats, I have no problem with that. I really like the Cleveland stack. I mean, I really like Ramirez and Reyes, but Zimmer, Mercado, both very solid overall bats. Mercado gets a start, then if they bring a lefty, he should stay in. If they don't, then that's still fine. Uh, He'll stay in regardless, probably. But Straub leading off i know he's not a great bat but it's cheap it just kind of makes things work so i really like the cleveland stack on today's slate and i really like a mini cleveland stack with reyes ramirez and any one of these two two and a half k bats um washington at milwaukee here eight total uh the brewers are 170 favorite anderson and corbin um any interest here in patrick corbin Sworn off playing him. I'm still yeah, gonna stick to that. Just can't. I mean, this guy, he's struggling. He's allowed over four, at least four earned runs and six straight starts. Um he's averaging not... like two home runs a game. This yeah, it, it's rough. Um, it's definitely rough playing Patrick Corbin right now. Um, the other side, Brett Anderson. I mean, I just don't think he has enough upside uh, on a 14 game slate. Yeah, he's not getting over four strikeouts. And on a four-game slate, that's fine. On a 14-game slate, there's very, very few chances where he ends up being one of the best plays, let alone the best play at around the seven to six to eight K range. All right, let's talk bats here. Um, any interest in the Washington bats? Not really. I mean, Anderson's not a high upside DFS guy, but he's not a horrible overall real life pitcher. He's not gonna give up a ton of fantasy points. Bell is priced up at 5K. Soto's fine at 5.8K, but he gets the lefty-lefty matchup. And Brett Anderson's a decent ground ball pitcher. So I just don't see a huge amount of upside here. They're pretty much just going to have to get a whole lot of balls in play and then get some bad bullpen arms in order to do anything. Yeah, I don't really have a ton of interest in Washington. Like you said, Anderson's a big ground ball guy, especially even against lefties. So um, I've talked about this a lot recently Juan Soto just doesn't have protection in this lineup anymore that you can really pitch him differently um so I think we're going to really see his numbers slow down here to finish the season uh the Milwaukee side of things I mean I liked Adamas a ton yesterday I'm going back to the well here I think this is a phenomenal spot for him he has good numbers against lefties this season Garcia has good numbers against lefties this season I want to target the power guys like Corbin like you said he's been giving up so many home runs that I don't think I'll stack Milwaukee here because they don't have a ton of power, but I definitely want to look at Adamas and Garcia. Yeah, and I don't mind throwing Escobar in there. Even though he's really expensive at 6K, I don't think he's going to draw a ton of ownership. He's a solid overall hitting ballpark. And Corbin is just bad and gives up a ton of home runs, so I'm targeting the home run upside. Yelich, I'm probably not going to play at 6K with the lefty-lefty matchup. Corbin's been better versus lefties than he has versus righties, but Adamas, Escobar, Garcia. I'll play any of those guys. Uh, Seattle at Houston. Yusei Kikuchi, Lance McCullers in this one. Um, eight and a half total. The Astros are 185 favorite. Um, any interest here in Yusei Kikuchi? I don't think so. 8.1K is not a bad price tag, but this is just a good overall Houston lineup. I want to wait and see where the lineup's at. I know Brantley was out yesterday, but he pinch hit, so I'm guessing he'll probably be in there. That definitely lowers Kikuchi's upside. I know he strikes out righties at a much lower clip than lefties. And there's not a ton of lefties in this lineup. It might just be Brantley and Alvarez, which Brantley's an overall low strikeout pitcher. But there are a lot of strikeouts in the bottom end of this lineup. I mean, after you get 
through the fifth hole. It's just guys with 30% K rates. So I'm not overwhelmingly excited to play him, but I think that he's going to come in at some pretty low ownership here. I think that if Houston rolls out a bad lineup, he has upside for 26 plus in the spot here. So it's going to kind of depend on the lineup. If Brantley's out, huge upgrade. Gary L's not in there, huge upgrade, but I just don't know if they're going to try and change up the lineup a little bit just because coming down the stretch, they should be in the playoffs, I think. can't remember. It's been a few days that since I looked at it, but I'm pretty sure they pretty much have it locked up. So if they roll out of one of their worst lineups, because the bad bats in this lineup are not good, and they're very good for fantasy purposes, but the good bats in this lineup are just such low strikeout bats that I don't want to play them, so... Kuguchi's going to come in at low ownership and get a bad Houston lineup, then I will absolutely go with him. Otherwise, I'm probably staying away. Yeah, you almost kind of want Brantley back in the lineup. Um, Kikuchi, much like you said, much higher strikeout rate against lefties. Um, but the, the bottom of the order, Myers, McCormick, um, there's a lot of strikeouts and not a ton of power. Uh, this is not a 100% full, healthy Houston lineup right now. Um, so Bregman's getting close to be back, being back, isn't he? Yeah, Bregman, Tucker should be back soon too. Um, yeah. So um, I don't hate Kikuchi for large field tournaments. Um, McCullers on the other side, ninety five hundred. It seems like a lot. I mean, there is upside facing the Seattle lineup. Um, their bottom of the order is really weak too. What are your thoughts here on McCullers? I like him. I mean, he's strictly a tournament option, which who even plays cash anymore. That's beside the point. Um, McCullers sitting at 9.5K. He's kind of right there with everyone else. I'm going to wait and see where ownership ends up lying. I definitely prefer Sale to him. I probably prefer Ray to him. And probably McCullers over Bueller just because of the amount of upside he has going up against a Seattle lineup that has decent strikeouts in there. Always hit and miss, always can have his control, kind of lose it, end up with a bad game. But you're not going to find much more upside than you will with McCullers going up against Seattle with a big strikeout rate. So, again, like, like I said, Ray, Sale, McCullers, I'm kind of just fine with any of them. We'll wait and see where ownership is at. If ownership is kind of the same, I will roll with sale first ray second mccullers third but if ownership's low on any of them i'm targeting them all over the place um any interest in the seattle bats here no no i mean anager and Seager are kind of cheap mccullers can always have a rough outing but overall probably just staying away yeah i mean for me i think seager's in play mccullers a ground ball guy seager's a fly ball hitter Seager's 4K. He's not the worst uh, tournament play here. Um, Houston side, anything standing out to you? Not really. I mean, if I was going to target anyone, it would be the Reddies, so probably Altuve most of all. Probably not paying that price tag for Gary L. Don't hate Correa, but I'm not playing the bad bats in this lineup. I don't want to target lefties against Kikuchi, so really Altuve is the only guy I would think about. I want to throw uh, Diaz out there, too. He's 3.6K. Um, all throughout his career, he's had good numbers against left-handed pitching. So I don't mind him. Uh, we got Pittsburgh at St. Louis, eight and a half total. St. Louis, a minus 200 favorite here. Mikolas um, against Keller. Any interest here in Keller? Nah, he ain't good. He ain't good. Um, Miles Mikolas. I I haven't I looked before we got started and I couldn't find anything as far as like pitch count is concerned. Did you see anything? No, I've got nothing. I'm, I'm I guessing. saw like he threw an 86 pit like outing, 86 pitch outing his last rehab start. Um, I think it was six days ago. Like I mean, regardless, he's still not a high strikeout pitch. I get he's going up against Pittsburgh. I get it's not a bad ballpark. But, I mean, the 3.6 ply team total is kind of what makes me think, all right, he can make things work at 6.9K. But, I mean, coming back from injury, not a ton of strikeouts. I mean, we've all had those Nicolos outings where he strikes out like three guys and still ends up with 20 points. I know it's been a while since we've seen that. But, like, I, I just don't, don't know if I really want to use him. I know if like if we knew he was gonna get like a hundred pitches here, 
I think like you could play him to try to get a Maddox complete game. <laughs> like <laughs> that, that's how bad Pittsburgh is. Um, but I mean, I just think there's too many unknowns and he doesn't strike out enough people to really play him in this spot. But I mean, if you end in this range and you like your lineup a lot, I wouldn't talk you out of playing him in like a large field tournament. I have zero interest in the Pittsburgh bats. I mean, just none of these guys stand out to me. Reynolds at 4k is not the worst. Moran at 3.5 is not the worst, but am I really going to use Moran as a one-off at first base? No. I mean, I could see playing Gregory Polanco at 2.9k as a one-off. I mean, (laughs) the guy strikes out or hits a bomb and Miklos is not going to strike out anyone. Never really does. Ball's going to be put in play, which bodes well for him. And then, yeah, Reynolds or Hayes are both always fine. But, yeah, not really a team I want to target. Not really individual bats I want to target outside of Blanca with the pretty big savings. Um, Any interest in the St. Louis bats? I kind of do, and I don't like that. I don't like this ballpark, but Keller's just been bad, and he's been – Real bad recently. Hasn't had over six DK points in, what, five outings? Just not striking out a ton of guys. Not giving up a ton of bombs, but just balls being put in play. He just hasn't been good. I don't hate it. I mean, none of these price tags are horrible. Molina, O'Neal, both priced at 3.5K. Edmund, if he's leading off, is priced at 3.5K. Newbar has been pretty solid overall, priced at 2.3K. Goldschmidt and Arenado are just actually good bats. So it's kind of a similar situation to Cleveland where you have two actual good bats, although the ancillary pieces in this lineup are better and Keller's just not, not great right now. So I kind of like the Cardinals today and I haven't said that in a while. Yeah. I mean, I could see how it could easily work out here. Um, Pittsburgh's kind of shipped it in. That's for sure. Arizona at Colorado, 11.5 total in this one. The Rockies are a 180 favorites. Uh, we got Gilbert against Gomber. Um, any interest here in Gilbert? None. Yeah, I'm with you. I have slight I get interest. get his ERA zero, by the way. I, I know that's the case, <laughs> and I know he just pitched a shutout versus San Diego. That's a complete and total aberration. This guy is not grading out as a good major league pitcher. He's not had a under four and a half XFIP in the minors since 2018. Like he's not a great pitcher. He's mostly used in relief work and he has not been good in the starter role outside of one start where he just happened to pitch a no hitter. Still the most ridiculous thing going up against San Diego. That's baseball. Literally anything can happen. But this is Coors. Do not use him. Yeah, I mean, he he pitched around Tommy Pham. I think all three of his walks in that no-hitter um, were against Tommy Pham. <laughs> so, I mean, kudos. You know, it's only happened a handful of times, and it's the first time since, like, what, 1950 or something like that? Yeah, where um, a relief pitcher is done, or a guy is on his first start first start through a no hitter um i think in 1950 is what i saw so i mean this is a 27 year old journeyman um i i'm with you i have zero interest in gilbert here i hope people play him i really do oh i would love it um austin gomber on the other side grant talk me off the ledge buddy no i cannot I can't. love him today 5.9 5. 5. this guy has been fantastic at home which i get home road splits and courses Never something you want to really pay too much attention to. And I get that he hasn't been pitching that late into games recently, but Gomber has been solid overall this season. This Arizona team is really just not great. He's above average K rate guy sitting at 5.9 K. He's for some reason pitching well at Coors. It's the Diamondbacks. I'm I'm right there with you on Gomber. I love him today at this price tag. He makes so many things work. I mean, Arizona could legitly throw like three or four lefties at him too um, in this lineup. And I mean, there's just – they hit the ball on the ground a ton. They don't strike out a ton, which is a little concerning. But, I mean, if we can get some, some double plays or something here at 5.9K and he can go like six innings and score 20 fantasy points – 
that I think that's a realistic outcome um, at 5.9K. And a little insider info, uh, the FanDuel Live Final, they're going to be at this game. You know they're going to be stacking up both sides. So <laughs> leverage play with Gomber. Oh, man. Are you going to the game? Uh, I'm going to try to. I don't, I, I, I don't have an invite, and I've been busy moving, so I'm, I'm just going to hit up some people tomorrow and be like, Give me a ticket and I'll probably be there. Give me that plus one. I know you don't have a plus one. Let's go. All right. San Francisco at Oakland. Um, eight and a half total in this one. Pick them game. We got Alex. We didn't Cruz. even talk about the bats. Oh, I mean, it's coarse. <laughs> it's like, Arizona the Rockies greatly. Yeah. I love the Rockies in this spot, especially with, um, I'm sorry. I totally skipped over them. I, I don't have any interest in Arizona. Um, I will say that if you want to play like Kettle Marte, um, I don't hate like taking a shot on him. Some of these Arizona bats are cheap. Nick Ahmed, if he gets a good lineup spot, he's super cheap. Um, Christian Walker, I think is like 2.6 K and cores. So I don't hate potentially doing those guys, but like what's Christian Walker's ownership going to be 25%. Yeah, probably a 2.6 K on a, on a 14 game slate. I mean, I'd rather play Gomber. Yeah. Um, Colorado bats love the Rockies here. Like we, we talked about Gilbert is not as good as his first start. <laughs> um, prove me wrong again. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to stack the bats. He throws a perfect game. I was about to say nothing but downhill here, but I guess he can, he can pitch a perfect game here. And that would just be the most ridiculous thing in the world going up against the Rockies. I wouldn't even be angry if I lost all my money and that happened. I would be. Um, <laughs> all right. Now we'll go San Francisco at Oakland. Eight and a half total. Pick him game. Alex Wood. Mr. Kaplan. Um, any interest here in Alex Wood? No, nah, he pitched decent in his last outing, but that was against the Rockies. He had a lot, rough span. and I mean, who knows? Like, he's been a little bit off and on this season, but going up against the A's, even though it's a good – pitching ballpark like this ace team is good they know how to work account he struggled a little bit with walks recently so no real interest in him at 8.9k all right this is one of those things where you're really gonna have to see what the lineup is that oakland rolls out because they've been rolling out that like kemp brown moreland type of lineup and if they roll out like four or five lefties here against alex wood and you're really just concerned about like two or three bats um i mean this offense is a little cold right now so i I think you have to see what the lineup looks like um but i i don't hate maybe taking shots on alex wood if the lineup is good caprolin on the other side here um any interest in him not really i'm a big fan of the giants he's solid overall pitcher been a little bit worse recently Solid overall ball, ballpark, but that 8.7K price tag when I can get up to McCullers, to G, to Giolito, to Sale, to Ray, to any of those guys for not that much more, I'm just – I'm not going to do it. It's a pricing thing entirely. A lot of fly balls, a lot of hard contact, but um, I don't really have any interest here. San Francisco bats – I mean, I don't think I had full stack San Francisco here. I think Yaz, Posey, Crawford, Bryant, they're all in play, Belt. But I think I, I stick to, like, maybe two or three manning them. Yeah, I'm probably just staying away. I don't mind these price tags, though. That's the one thing where I may end up on them, but don't like the ballpark, don't like the weather. Caberlin's not a bad pitcher, so I, I think I'm out on him. Any interest in the Oakland bats here? Same thing. Wood's a good pitcher. They're a good lineup. I don't like the ballpark. Price tag on the guys I want to play. Marte, Olsen, both way up there. So, no. All right, we got the Mets and the Dodgers. Eight total in this one. Dodgers, a 240 favorite. Um, Carrasco against Bueller. The Dodgers push back Bueller a day. Um, any interest here in Carrasco? 
don't think so. 8.2K, he hasn't gotten over 62 pitches in any of his outings so far this season. He's playing the Dodgers, so just don't play him. They just crushed this guy for what it's worth. Um, he just went two innings and allowed six runs and three home runs. And, I mean, the Dodgers just beat this team 14-4 to with Carrasco starting. So, um, Bueller on the other side of this game, 10-5, super expensive. But, I mean, I, I do think he's a really strong play. He's strong. I just prefer the other guys. I mean, Matt's solid overall lineup, not terrible, not great. Bueller's been really good, pretty darn consistent since his first four or five games in the season. Striking out more guys, been very solid. I have no problem with playing him, but I think I just prefer those other guys. Uh, Bats in this game, anything on the Mets? Not, no. Yeah, I think the Dodgers are very much in play here. Uh, I, I play the Dodgers every single night. They keep giving the lineup super late, and I love it because I adjust all my lineups like five minutes before lock, and it's just beautiful because I know they're going to come in lower owned, and you don't know who's going to go in there because they have so many good bats. So any given night, they could literally throw out anyone in any position they want. And so I know people don't like to mess around with that, so they're probably <laughs> not going to be as highly owned as they should be. Carrasco's been beat up. He just got beat up by these Dodgers. I'll play them every night. Tonight's no different. All right, we got the Phillies at the Padres to finish this out here. Um, nine total, and the Padres are a 200 favorite. We got Matt Moore and Blake Snell. Um, any interest in Matt Moore? I don't care if he went six innings, no hit ball. No. <laughs> I mean, the Padres did just get no hit. Um I mean, yeah, seems to happen a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't have any interest in Matt Moore. Blake Snell on the other side of this game. I mean, he is so up and down. You never know what you're going to get from this guy. I mean, if you want to take shots in large field tournaments, the plus is he's thrown three or over 100 pitches in three straight games, and the strikeouts have been a lot better. Maybe he figured something out that he, he was doing He played right. Arizona twice. And he so I'm just trying twice. to give some good mojo to Blake Snell, bro. Yeah, I mean, he's played the same team, so maybe he figured out where to pitch to and found his thing. But, I like, I have no problem playing him, but this is not a terribly high strikeout team. Like, I Blake Snell, if you end up with 8K left, just throw him in there in tournaments. Just do it. Could go horribly, horribly wrong. But there's not a ton of guys in this range where if you can't get up to guys like McCullers and stuff and the 8 Point one to or 8.2 to 9k range i don't want to play any of these guys outside of gray and gray is going to be highly owned so snell makes an easy pivot for a guy that can put up 30 points any given time uh bats anything on the philly side stack or fade same thing with snell every single time just stack or fade um yeah and hoskins could potentially be back for this game too Ooh, i do like that guy i do like that guy i, I just i, I had to get grant him. a little excited there i got his rookie card or i don't even think it's his rookie card i don't know i never actually looked no i've also got a harper card right here um no 2018 so after his rookie year fudge him my mom got for me my birthday it's a 10 it's a 10 look at that you see that stevie it's a 10 <laughs> She's a teen, a teen. Um, <laughs> who knows that movie? Send me a tweet. I want to see how many people get that movie. She's a teen, a teen. That's all I, I got. I know. I'll, I'll talk. You'll to have you to ask me after. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the San Diego side bats in this one. I mean, Moore is a guy that can get blown up. Um, Fam is priced well. Will Myers is priced well. Um, I kind of like San Diego a little bit here. Yeah, yeah, so do I. I mean, Tatis, Machado, Fam, like I'll use both sides of the plate. Matt Moore is not good. Again, don't buy into the last start. He's just bad. Play any and all of them. Like it's it's just that simple. Prior to his no no hit thing, he had what twenty earned runs in the course of like sixteen innings. He's he's not a good pitcher, and San Diego is a very good team. Tatis is one of the top plays on the slate. Play Machado, play fan, play lefties, play righties, play anyone. Um, all right. Let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got today? 
Ah, uh, gosh, this is kind of not great. Um, I'm going to go with Gomber. That's who I was going to take. I figured. I'm sorry, my friend. It's okay. Um, give me Cortez. That was the other guy I was thinking about. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? I don't know. I'm, I don't want to take the easy guy, but it's Carrasco. Yeah, least favorite guy in that range for sure. Um, I'll go right above him and go Hernandez. Over 4K to hit a home run, not in course. What do you got today? Albies. Like it. Um, I'm going to go with Damas for the second straight day. I think he's going to go yard today. I really liked him yesterday to go yard. Um, I don't even know how that game finished, so maybe he went yard while we were on the podcast. I doubt it. Um, under 4K to get two hits. Who do you got? Rizzo. All right. Um, give me McCutcheon against Snell. Um, I know he's been a little bit slumpy, but maybe maybe this is where he breaks out. Give me McCutcheon. Give me a stack to score six or more runs today. Do I go off the board? Let's see if I've got anything. I'm going to go with Cleveland. Go a little bit off the board there. I like it. I'm going Dodgers. I really like the Dodgers here. Um, and like you said, hopefully they release the lineup late. People don't make adjustments, and um, the Dodgers are low on a 14-game slate in a great spot. That would be fantastic. So, uh, Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Nah, I got to go to bed. I got to finish moving like a big old dum-dum. Well, you have fun with that, buddy. That's going to wrap it up here for Friday. Hope everyone has an awesome weekend. NASCAR, we got a truck race tonight, Friday night, and um, Xfinity and Cup Saturday and Sunday. Truck playoffs getting started this weekend. So make sure you guys are checking out the NASCAR content here. We'll be back Monday talking some more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then. Hey, kids.